Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. Uh, this week is the community episode. This is the March episode for the Gold Hoarders. They are jumping in to talk about Sea of Thieves. And boy, it is going to be tough to get their attention because it is the uh, community weekend, the full weekend. It is Golden Glory. There's a, a increase in, uh, in in allegiance. There was 50 million ancient skeletons up for grabs and they were all claimed this weekend. So a huge success to those that were out. I've seen so many people getting really good the uh, thefts, really good fights, um, going after Fort of Fortune and Fort of the Damned. It's been absolutely amazing. So before we get into anything, I have to thank the patrons. If it wasn't for these folks, I would have a much harder time producing this podcast. So I want to thank them each and every episode, especially on the episodes where they are jumping on to share their thoughts and feelings, just like you can if you head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to give your support to this content that helps you out through the week, throughout the day, whenever you consume it, if you consume it, or maybe you just want to pass it on to someone else. That's always a, a helpful thing to do if you know someone who might be interested interested in Sea of Thieves. So I wanted to thank the folks, especially on Community Day after the fifth year anniversary. So thank you to People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rustbell Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your love and support. It was so great to see so many of you lately on the seas. Uh, I hope to do so more in the future. And I really enjoyed having a good time talking with a whole bunch of you. So let's get into this episode. It was fantastic to talk to the Gold Hoarders uh, with this. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the March 2023 uh, Patreon Gold Hoarder recording. This is a community episode I do at the end of the month to reward the uh, community members who are supporting me to make sure that if they wanted to come in to talk about the game, talk about their experience, uh, talk about the content or things that they've noticed uh, that they've enjoyed or things that they would like to see in the future, that they can do so. And uh, we have a heck of a cast. It is uh, the celebration of not only season nine, but also the fifth anniversary of Sea of Thieves. We are in the midst of a grade five community weekend where ancient skellies are abound, allegiance is doubled, and gold is flowing like the seas. Wanted to go down the list of everyone here just to kind of let you all know who's joining us this month, and that way you can all get accustomed to their voices. So going down the top of the list all the way to the bottom, we've got El Jefe Esteban. El Jefe, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well, sir. 
Glad to hear it. Next, we've got Godhammer6. God, how you doing? Not bad. Uh, the documentary almost made me cry. I got emotional as well, too. We'll probably have to talk about that at some point. Uh, next up, we've got Carl Embo. Carl, how you doing? Doing well. Very well, thank you. Happy uh, community weekend, everyone. Appreciate it. Next up, we've got Norwegian joining us again. Norwegian, welcome. Hey, guys. Hope everyone's doing well. A happy uh, community day weekend. Next up, we've got Regis Stella. Regis, morning. How you doing? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Just another day of your average uh, CFE's My Little Pony fan. Just a few days ago, published a new chapter of my fanfic. Now features both mentions you, Logan, and uh, also Davron as well. Appreciate it. You yeah, have to read the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up on the list, we've got Replicated Flame. Replicated, how you doing? Uh, trying to figure some mic troubles out, but other than that, doing fine. Thank you. No worries. Whatever whatever works. Uh, joining in uh, just a little bit late, we've got Mina Ferry. Mina, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing all right. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Going back to our list, Rust Bell Kid dropped in. Rusty, how you doing, buddy? Living the dream. <laughs> Love it. New to the gold hoarder episode we've got static mirror static how you doing uh doing pretty good it's actually my second time showing up is it my bad i'm sorry about that next we've got xbox only big bad pad patty how you doing buddy i'm only xbox only when you're around oh well i didn't know <laughs> i appreciate Thank those you very much for <laughs> i know a lot of people don't like when i'm when i'm being on uh xbox only but you know what i like it better all right, so beginning of this episode, we've got a lot to dive in and we got a ton of folks jumping in. It is the fifth anniversary, so I wanted to open it up to everyone. Um, if you wanted to kind of break down like what got you into Sea of Thieves, I'd love to have like a quick little story, just a couple minutes, if you can, as we go through everyone's uh, uh, kind of Sea of Thieves story. If you've got one, great. If not, no worries, just let me know. Um, and with that, let's let's get things kicked off. El Jefe. You're top of the list on the voice chat here. So what is your, what is, how did you get into Sea of Thieves? Well, I saw the preview, I guess at the, I guess when the 2017 E3 maybe, because the game came out in what, 2018. Um, and saw it, I was like, oh, it's a cool game. Let me check that out. Well, then launch came and went and I didn't think anything about it. And two buddies of mine uh, hit me up when they were like, hey, you've got Game Pass. You need to get this game. Come play with us. And so that's kind of how it started. Um, and they, uh, they kind of trailed off not too terribly long, but in the course of all that, one of them introduced me to Killhauld, um, and that's kind of how I met up with this lot, and uh, here we are, all these years later, still still kicking it. Still going. Yeah, it's it's funny how sometimes the friends are the ones that get you into games, and are they still playing? Like, I, like are they still dabbling at, at all? One of them has not played since he hit Pirate Legend, and the other one will will dip in and out once a year or so. Oh, man. It's so funny how that works out. All right. So love to see that you got in at first, uh, or not not quite at launch, but um, definitely like in that time frame. Godhammer, uh, when did you get into Sea of Thieves? I got into Sea of Thieves in June of 2020 um, after it came to Steam, and I'm like, ah, oh, hey. That looked good uh, back in a couple of years ago. I guess I'll check that out now that's on my uh, platform of choice. And I got in, uh, got absolutely wrecked uh, a few times. And it's it's lucky that I stuck with it after those past couple of weeks. And then I pulled my friends in. Uh, they have dropped off. Um, the real saving grace was finding a group 
called the the Grog Pirates. Um, luckily, their most bloodthirsty member did not kill me that night, and he said, ah, why didn't you join our alliance? And uh, I said, ah, I got nothing else going on tonight, and I joined them, and joining them has helped me stay in the game. They've been uh, instrumental. They're a great bunch. Um, I just... I'm lucky that I stayed on past those first couple days uh, playing because it was it was rough. But um, uh, after I sort of figured out the game, I I fell in love. I, this game is the is the goat for me, and um, I'm happy to keep on playing for years to come. That's awesome. That's cool that you're still playing with them. And and yeah, I, I'm always curious, like when people jumped in, like how how did they how did they get accustomed to the game? Did they get it right off the bat, or did they have trouble? Like how how long did it take for them to keep going? I I did not I did not figure it out until like a couple. Yeah, uh, I want to say it took like maybe two months for me to figure it out. I kept I kept going there's something to this game and it's why i pushed through getting sunk at ports uh losing a bunch of loot but after after that point i'm just like there's something to this game and i i want in i want in for good nice next up we've got carl carl how did you get into sea of thieves and when did you get into sea of thieves well i remember seeing all the uh all the trailers and everything from E3 and leading up to the launch. But back then, when it first came out, I was a PlayStation gamer. I didn't have an Xbox and I didn't have a PC at the time. Mm. Uh, but one of my friends who I used to uh, play online with, he was straight on to Sea of Thieves. Um, um, a little shout out for him. It's punk for prize. He's not uh, playing at the moment due to internet issues. But um, watching him play it on stream really got me to the point of being like, I need to play this. I need to get this game. Um, but it wouldn't be for about six months before I finally got to the point of getting a PC. Uh, I played it once with him, and then he had to move house and lost internet connection, um, which is typical. So then I didn't actually play it until late, uh, early 2020. Oh, wow. Um, where I was talking to a couple of people while I was playing Call of Duty, and they were like, oh, yeah, I've got to give that a go, actually. So we jumped on, and, well, you know, three years later, <laughs> here we are. But... Um, it was one of them. Lockdown helped massively with it. I did I did enjoy playing it, but I didn't play it much. But as soon as lockdown hit, I spent a lot of time with uh, my American friends uh, grinding it out. The, the The sole objective when I first went into lockdown on furlough was I want to get to Pirate Legend before I'm off furlough. Yeah. You know, being hopeful that it wouldn't take that long to uh, come up with, <laughs> like, be on furlough. A week later, I was Pirate Legend, and six months later, I, was, I finally returned to work. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> six yeah. months later. Uh, awesome. Mina Ferry, Mina, when did you get into Sea of Thieves? Hello. I've got a cat trying to be fed. Hang on. <laughs> no problem. You have so many cats, too. I know. One's hiding in here. Um, Skip me and come back to me in a minute and I'll... All right. I'll be free. Cats rule. They're the ones that are in charge. Norwegian, moving into you. Hope you're ready. Sea of Thieves, when did you get into it? And uh, how did you find out about it? I saw the trailer for it at the E3 conference. Um, watched it. Fell in love with it. Wanted to play it. My friends wanted to play it. Then the game came out, what was it, March 20th? Bought it day one. And we started selling the seas together. I had just moved out of state. So it was a way for us to still play games and communicate together. Um, we kind of all fell to the side of the game after probably about a month or two. Came back when Pirate's Life came back out and then just found this community, fell in love with it, and been playing ever since. Man, 
That's interesting. Pirate's Life is what, what drew you back in after getting it day one. All right. Moving on to uh, the next person. Let's go with Regis Stella. Regis, how did you find Sea of Thieves? And uh, when did you start playing? Uh, ironically, it was when I discovered My Little Pony. Friendship is magic before you ask which generation, mind you. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm doing this, like, you know, you know, research on My Little Pony because after the death battle between Deadpool and Pinkie Pie, because why the hell not? I decided, well, let's see if there's any new pirate games on the horizon. So I discovered CFEs, found out the Prince Hunter program, and I've been playing since uh, well, I bought a copy of CFEs, a physical copy of CFEs for an Xbox because I didn't have an X, I didn't have a PC that could run CFEs. So I played on Xbox first for like three years, for like the first three years. Mm-hmm. Then got a finally got a powerful enough PC to play on it, to play CFEs on it, and. I've been Pyro Legend year one, and I've been playing ever since. Like, you know, nice. <laughs> and if those are those who know me, CFE's My Little Pony fanfic crossover. So in a way, I kind of made the CFE's, the first CFE's crossover, you know, before Rare decided to make a Pirate's Life. Nice. Very awesome. I'll happily take that credit. I'll happily take that as credit for me. All right. Well, I think Mina has fed Cat, and Cat fed means Mina gets to, to join us again. So Mina... Let's go back to the question. How did you get into Sea of Thieves and when did you start? Uh, I got into Sea of Thieves, I think it was April year one. So I was only like two or three weeks after it first started. Um, My husband told me that there was a pirate game that he thought I might like to play. Um, And I had heard CJ talk about it on Player One podcast and thought, might look into that. Um, To start with, it was... Me and my husband and our three kids playing together as and when we could. Um, got Pirate Legend before Christmas in year one. Um, I joined this disc. I joined Discord to join the Keel Hall Discord when it first kind of started up. Um, and met various people like Professor and El Jefe and Rusty and that lot, and played with them a whole bunch. Um, joined Nafe and co on the robin hood for a while and did loot stacks and stuff and then i came back here and found paddy and matt and chateau because they all played more at a time when i was available because all the americans kept playing at like three in the morning for my time um yeah so i found more people to play with and now they're they're, i've just got this big huge family that i play with and i'm still playing pretty much every day love to hear random people from this community which you pretty much run at this point so i always appreciate that Hell no (laughs) (laughs) all right so moving back to the list where we were let's join up with replicated flame replicated how did you get into sea of thieves and when did you start uh so i had initially seen the first trailer from e3 and it had absolutely blown me away like i still get chills watching it just seeing that documentary the other day um but i never had an xbox i bought the game day one but it wasn't until the curtails of season five that i actually got an xbox so it just sat on a shelf collecting dust for the longest time and then uh what was it like december 20 2021 i believe um i finally got a uh, a 1s and um started playing with my friends eventually like 
I was in the mindset initially, like, it was a grind, and I was tired of losing all my loot, getting getting people coming up to me, just killing me for no reason, things like that. I was in that mindset for the longest time, so I had initially decided I was going to give it until I got Pirate Legend, and then if I still didn't enjoy the game, I was going to just let that be it, and end and it. The night I became Pirate Legend, um is my most memorable night in Sea of Thieves. Uh, it was such a whirlwind. Um, this brig and this galleon, my friend and I were sailing sloop, we were just trying to grind out some Order of Souls missions, and this brig and this galleon come up. And naturally we start running because at the time PvP wasn't like something I was actively into. I was always the type to just run and be like, no, I want my loot. Um, they immediately shot down our, ch our, our mast, and we're like, oh, well, that's, that's gonna be it. So... They come over and they're like, hey, uh, we're sorry we had to shoot down your mast. You guys were running, but do you guys want to do Glitterbeard? I didn't even know that was a thing, but from there, it, it's all just history. Like, we did Glitterbeard. It was absolutely amazing. Um, they're the ones that kind of showed me the the fun that can be had in the adventures and PvP and stuff, and that it's all part of the game. Um, they kind of changed my whole outlook on the game, and ever since then, it's been one of my favorite games. I... I actively do pvp whenever i get the chance last night i actually stole a fort of fortune and a chest of fortune off someone and a fort of the fort of the damned off someone and um yeah no again it's just been history since then i actually with norwegian the other day we ran into one of his friends who was with one of the people that was in that group from that night and i finally got to say thank you and it was absolutely amazing oh that's so cool that's awesome i also again someone else who picked it up at launch and then didn't jump in until much later on all right rusty yours is an interesting tale how did you get into sea of thieves and when did you start uh, so some of you have already heard quite a bit of this but um no so i honestly i came across sea of thieves like before before i even met you logan in another whole community you know i didn't really know much about sea of thieves i just my brother-in-law and i saw saw it pop up one day and i just really liked the artwork that went with it and it was pirates and it was kind of cool so we pre-ordered it and unfortunately i picked it up day one on the pre-order and my brother-in-law did not so it like many just sat there on a on a shelf because i had really no desire to play it by myself that was the whole thing um and then along came a nintendo community that i was part of where obviously logan you were part of that community as well and that's kind of how we got to talking and eventually you know with you starting keelhauled and everything came you know came over to you know the community real early when you started everything and eventually around right around that curse sales time probably i mean curse sales came out in like july well end of july of 2018 and so i'd say probably right towards the end of curse sales so they're like coming into august because i remember they um extended curse sales a couple weeks for whatever reason they had to extend it and i remember kind of coming in at the curtail end of that and started sailing and and i was lucky enough that i kind of i mean i don't even remember to be honest how hefe and tennessee and i got connected i think we kind of just all just played one night together and then just it stuck from there and we've been playing ever since um i still remember the infinite night of getting pirate legend it wasn't all that exciting but at the same time it was you know ironic for those that don't know logan myself and hefe were running around to try to get pirate legend back when we only had the 
the three original uh, ways of becoming pirate, or the one original way of becoming pirate legend. And um, after Hefe got lost in the middle of uh, the southernmost part of <laughs> of the roar in the fog, tried to hold on to our loot, and Logan and I having no clue where the hell it's at. And finally, Logan just said, "Hey, how close are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm only like, you know." I was at that time, I was like 49 and like three quarters. And he was like, and I just remember you, Logan, going, you know, you can buy that last bit, right? So after three hours of sailing, we went and bought that last bit and became Pirate Legend. So, uh, so yeah, almost, you know, five years, five years in the making and we're now we're here. I swear that that rowboat sank and we lost that loot and he was just pulling our leg the whole time. <laughs> he said, I don't know. You'd have to ask Hefe. He said it was there. Mm-hmm. I believe him. Mm-hmm. I believe I gotta believe him. <laughs> Hefe's put up with my sh- my. Oh, I almost said it. Yeah. Hefe's put up with Hefe's put up with my crap for so long. I, I gotta believe that he was telling us the truth. I was bobbing for a long time, juggling that weight, <laughs> killing sharks I, for a long time. <laughs> oh, we never did find that loot. All right, Static Mirror joining us static how did you get into sea of thieves and when did you start i got into sea of thieves purely from peer pressure and bullying um best way then yes uh i hopped in probably mid season five so man something about season five uh well i played a lot of different games Uh, i was mostly in like and fallout and a couple of my friends hopped into this game because it was kind of fun and i was just like nah nah i don't want to start a new game like i i hate playing more than two games at a time i like because then i get sidetracked and you never finish stuff and that bothers me mm-hmm. so they finally you know would be in the party with them and i'd be hearing all the cheering and the screaming and all the happiness that they're having where i'm over here playing my solo game and i'm just like like sounds like fun and they're just like well do it do it do it they're like buy it do it buy it and i finally just ironically that weekend xbox was having 65 percent off sale on most of their games in the store so i picked it up for 12 dollars and 99 cents and i was like okay fine i'm like i bought it there we go <laughs> and it's been my primary game since i've purchased it other than halo i don't blame you yeah Oh man, this new season of Halo has been really good too. All right, last but not least, Patty, Big Bad Pad. How did you get in Sea Thieves and when did you start? Uh, I got in at, I want to say day one, it wasn't. Um, I actually picked it up day one, didn't play it for about a week because work got a little bit hectic. I know, my first achievement in the game was on the 29th of March, I think it was, so nine days later. And I was just eating a banana. Um, and I got into it because uh, I was heavily into Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and oh. one of the women I played that with was really interested in and put me onto Sea of Thieves. So I said, no problem, yeah, I'll, I'll play with you. So we both bought the game. And I think she lasted about three weeks. Because like most other people, she got fed up of being sunk over and over again. Because we were just open crewing with other people at the time. Um but no, I've, I've stuck with it because I like pirates. I like stealing loot. Um, and yes, for a while it, it did get a bit monotonous. And yes, there wasn't a great deal to do. But again, like other people, I saw the potential of this game and uh, have just followed it through. And uh, uh, it was actually 
I think through one of the open crews, I got to meet uh, my two main um, original crewmates who then put me onto Peoples and he then put me onto Keelhold, which is where I met you lot. And the rest is history. He's been with a, the community ever since. I, mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think I came in at uh, episode 52 on podcast. Oh man! So just shortly before I think the uh, the first year anniversary for me then, or right around there. Hey Logan, just a uh, an additive there. Something just popped up, and it was kind of a weird reminder, kind of an anniversary thing. I didn't even know it was maybe around this time. But for those of you that were there that day and know the infamous uh, invite that I got to the to the famous Cutthroats PVE server. Um, I just popped up as an anniversary. Obviously, I never actually joined them. I remember they sent me like this, like 9,000 page, like booklet you had to read and sign. And, and, you know, you had to (laughs) follow all these rules and stuff, but, uh, it just popped up as an anniversary. So I may or may not have found, uh, that little booklet for those of you that are wondering what was in that little booklet, I might be able to get it to you. That's funny. Yeah. I'd be curious to dig through that and see what that, that shows up as. All right. So now that everyone knows everyone's story, uh, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you better know mine um, because I talk about it way too often. Um, But I'm glad that in the the fifth year of Sea of Thieves, it's been amazing to see all the people that have come, that have moved on, all the people that have stuck around, and all the new people that have joined up. It's really interesting to me to kind of find out and hear like when did folks start to really get into it and it feels like it was either roughly within the first year or deep into seasons for sea thieves and it doesn't seem like anyone at least represented here today really came in during like the second or or uh even you know late into um kind of maybe like the the slower time of sea thieves when we didn't have quite as big events so we're in season nine. This is what I've effectively called the Shrouded Spoils 2.0. It's a refocus on adventure. It's a lot of quality of life. And I want to hear from some folks, just some some quick thoughts. How's everyone liking season nine? I think overall it has brought an exponential amount of life back to the seas. It seemed like there for a while things were pretty quiet and that's probably because a lot of folks were focusing on the previous season with the with the diving stuff but i just you actually see ships and on the seas again and it's it's nice yeah definitely mina what do you think um i'm really enjoying it it's like jefe said the the seas seem a lot more populated um we've definitely been coming across a lot more people um some of it's good, some of it maybe not so good, but so far it's been fairly pleasant reactions. Um, we've not come across anybody being particularly meh, so good. It's 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 been awesome, and I doing a lot of the kind of PVE stuff feels a bit more fun again. Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed it so much. Replicated says they want to say something. Replicated, jump in here. What do you got? Uh, so maybe it's a bit of a hot take. I don't know. I think the season itself, in terms of overall content, is a bit lackluster. But what they did add is all necessary and all amazing additions. I think that the influx of people is because obviously a new season started, and as that season starts to progress, I think less and less people are going to be on. But I like that they're bringing focus back to things that 
maybe people don't necessarily pay attention to as much anymore, like Fort of Fortunes or um, to making things more difficult for larger crew sizes because the um, discrepancy of force between a, um, a, a galleon and a sloop is absolutely bogus, and them adding more difficult PvE is nice because that gives smaller crews more time to kind of try and sneak in on it or larger crews um or for smaller crews also it makes it quicker so that larger crews can't really sneak up on them and absolutely butter their bread um i think everything they added was nice i just think that they didn't add much but that also makes sense with how big the last season was and i'm still working on stuff from the last season so it's not that big a deal gotcha I, I... I like what Replicated said there. Um, I know we've talked about it a bit too. It's nice to see the influx of people. It definitely is. I do think like Replicated is correct. Um, over time, I think that will die off again a little bit. But I know when he mentioned like making things diffi more difficult for the larger crews, I'm curious to see how that's going to affect some crews out there. Um, I know, like, for us, it, even though, quote-unquote, it says it's more difficult for, like, the Galleon or the Brig, like, we're still flying through these things. Like, the, these things have never been easier than ever in this game. So, like, what, you know, what would take normally, Mina and I were talking about it before this, you know, just like, you know, the Tornado or the Foff or anything like that, you know, something that could easily take, you know, anywhere between 35 minutes to an hour to complete, you know, obviously takes half that time. So when you're rolling in with a group of three or four individuals that sail with together a lot and know each other and know how to work together, you know, we're knocking out a lot of these world events, you know, 20, 30 minutes, like we're done. Like, yeah. you, like we could go through all the world events in a two, three hour span and just be standing there going, okay, well, hopefully there's somebody on the seas we can attack. But I do, I noticed somebody had mentioned there, I apologize, um, Norwegian or somebody noticed, you do definitely notice that extra ship, I think. I think now you're noticing, like, okay, hey, the seas are more populated, oh, and there's that extra ship again. Like, I do agree with that as well. Norwegian, I want to uh, let you jump in here. You're, you're talking about that sixth ship that's been added back to the servers. Um, you want to share some some feelings on that? Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it's my head's always up now. I forgot what it was like to have six ships on a server, always having to be head on a swivel, eyes on the horizon. You definitely feel it. Um, I'm curious to see if they've changed the required number of ships to be on a server for world events. So no, you had to have five ships before uh, the was it. So like we're seeing lots of world events pop. Sometimes I know there's six ships on a server. I'm not seeing them pop up, but I'm curious. But definitely you can feel that extra ship. Gotcha. God, I see you unmuted there. Did you want to jump in? Yeah, I just want to share my favorite thing that I've seen so far because of season nine. Uh, I was fishing, trying to unlock a uh, uh, a trophy for an upcoming shot shot competition, and my crewmate got bored and uh, rode from Crescent Isle all the way over to the Ghost Fleet at Marauders and then proceeded to complete the, uh, the entire Ghost Fleet alone with the cannon tower at the little fort at Marauders Arch. Mm, yeah. And then, say, and then row the loot from the, from the Ghost Fleet over to... Uh, galleons where i met him afterwards after giving away all the fish that i caught <laughs> that's funny 
That's good. It was stuff. hilarious. Static, I saw you uh, you pop up there, um, and then Carl, let's grab into your, yeah. your thoughts here. I think instead of calling it Shrouded Spoils 2.0, they should have called it, this one's for the solo guys. Uh, <laughs> it just seems, it really seems like they edited a lot of stuff to make solo play excessively easy. I mean, case in point, harpoons. Anything involving harpoons, super easy. Mermaids, which I didn't think actually needed to be fixed at all, but they're super easy. Um, just everything about quality of life in this season in particular just seems very geared towards solo play. And I used to do a lot of solo play back in the day, so I think it would have been great to have it a while back, but now I'm kind of at the point in my life where I get bored playing by myself. Like, I have to have a friend with me. Otherwise, it just doesn't seem that fun. And I don't know. The only thing about Season 9 is good, except for I just don't really care for the fact that the mermaids are super easy to kill. I mean, even before they edit it, you could still kill a mermaid, I should say a ruby mermaid, uh, as long as you had a Disney stick with you. You could take one down solo. It was possible and you didn't have to worry about anything. And now that more gems seem to pop after you kill them, uh, it seems like there's less mermaids on the sea. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an adjustment to get used to. Um, it, it was interesting to kind of test that out as well. And I, I agree, this one is definitely the the solo season. Um, I, they should have taken a note from uh, Halo Infinite and called it the Lone Wolves update. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show carl you'd popped up you had some thoughts what do you want to say well first off that story about the guy who uh, took out the fleets with uh, just the rowboats and rode it all the way just want to say whole large be so proud of that whole and Pudy would have loved that that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, as for the updates, uh, pretty much what Static was talking about then, um, I do a lot of solo solo sleeping, and I feel like it does make the game a lot easier. I'm more willing now to go to the likes of a 4 to Fortune to, to solo it. Um, well, I'm happy to do a for the Damned solo now. However, I do feel that they may need to um, tweak that slightly. Um because we went, we went in as a brig. Uh, me, Dropsell, and Sim went in as a brig, and it was just a single colour. Um, we just, I don't know, it took like less than ten minutes. Yeah. So, which I, I felt it was too easy. I think they, they, 
Sure, if you're solo, just one player on your own, one colour, yeah. But maybe introduce the second colour, or even the third colours, if it's a Brig or a Galleon. Um, I don't know what it's like on a Galleon, uh, I've not done it. But with it being just one colour for a Brig, it just made it a little bit too easy. I think it's but the... That, the rest of the update's been great. And, and Patty, I think you guys have done it. And Hefe, I think you, you definitely have done it. Can you guys speak to the Galleon experience for a Foff or a Fort of the Damned? We did one about three hours ago, and yes, it's one colour. How do you feel and about the difficulty? It, um, it, 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 like the rest of the stuff in the season, it's all become easier. Um, I normally sail on a Galleon or a Brig. Um, very seldom do I do a solo salute. Um, and so for me personally, everything has become easier um yes it would be i'm not going to complain um because obviously it just means more gold quickly um but yeah it, it, the the um the, the the hardness has definitely gone out of this game rusty you had a thought listen some of us still have four of the damn combinations to do and if that means i can do it in 10 minutes let's just wait to tweak it until after i'm done okay gotta take advantage now <laughs> um th and that brings up a real big question because Right now, as far as I can tell, no one was doing Fort of the Dams, whether it be because of the lanterns or getting a skull, uh, the difficulty, the the not not needing to get it done for the commendations. Um, there's a new carrot on the stick for them. And with them being uh, more accessible, I should say, especially with the Skull of Destiny, is this one of those things that you're more willing to do because you know that it's going to be less time, there's an easier way to get it kicked up, and the reward is still good? So what has piqued my interest with these, for lack of a better term, these old things that they're refreshing, is that they have locked cosmetics behind accommodations. And it's actually something to work towards. It's not just a title or, you know, something dumb like that, but it's actually something to go get. There's a set of weapons. There's a, there's a set of, there's a ship set. Um, and so long as I've got a physical something to go work towards, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. And so in that aspect, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I like it. Yeah. I, I agree with what Hefe said. I know that him and I have experienced, uh, what, a week or two ago, buddy? About two weeks ago, maybe, when uh, Tennessee uh, decided to leave us and go to the land down under. <clears throat> we, I mean, we, normally us as a crew, we normally have it gone after, a, like, just like, oh, hey, let's go do a Fort of the Dam, man. It's not worth it. Even with accommodations to complete still, it's just not worth it. But every now and then when one would pop up, we would just use it as an excuse to go tuck, let them do all the work, and then try to steal it. But, in, I mean, we did one a couple weeks ago which was the most awkward one I've ever done in my life. We ended up having to finish it ourselves and walked away with it as no other ships were on the server. But at least now, like with the Fort of the Damned, like, I don't know, even if you're, even if you're going through everything on the server and everything's done and you're just like, you know what? Like, let's just go do a Fort of the Damned. You know, it's not going to be as long. You know, it's not going to be as hard. And it's a lot more, you know, worth it with your for your time at least now than it was before mina you're saying some stuff in chat i want to get your thoughts in on this um yeah i i quite like the fact that when we're doing our little sailing session that we can do more things while we're out sailing than we maybe could have before because they take that little bit less time it means instead of spending half of our time sailing trying to do a a fourth. It now takes us 
20 30 minutes and we can move on to the next thing i'm also loving that they've put the ghost ships back i kind of miss them but i do not miss shouty mcshout face he can stay away but i like the ghost ships back yeah that's another thing that we got as well too we we ended up getting the uh, ghost fleets back which i've i've really enjoyed it's nice to get some practice in on uh on ships and you know when i'm jumping on um so overall it, it sounds like for the most part, folks are kind of a little bummed that things are, are a little bit easier. It feels like maybe that's it's just not quite as, as difficult as it used to be, but no one really seems too upset because things just happen to be a little more accessible for the content, which is, is always kind of a nice way to, to change things up when it's no longer just a Ashen Wind or a Foff or a Skeleton Fort. We're waiting for the Kraken to spawn, but... God, you're unmuted. What do you got? Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not easier. It's just it takes less time. Who's who's ever really? I don't think anybody's ever really complained that the the PVE stuff is too easy. It's just that it takes less time now, and that makes you you know less of a target during the during the time you're preoccupied. And I I don't know. I I think that's good for. It's good for people getting in there and engaging with things because you're not going to be spent, you know, 30 minutes doing uh, the Fort of the Damned, at which point in time somebody's going to be like, oh, they've been going for a while. Let's go in there and uh, they're probably done by now. Just uh, get in there, finish off Grey Marrow, finish them off and take their loot. Definitely. Hefe uh, replicated. I see you guys are unmuting. Uh, I yes. think that, that... Go, go ahead, replicated. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I was just trying to clarify. Um, when I say more difficult, I don't actually mean in terms of difficulty. I meant in terms of time. Uh, sloops, due to the the nature of how they updated it, will take well should take less time than say a galleon with the same amount of difficult or the same amount of uh, experience and uh, similar skill set. So it gives sloops it makes it easier for sloops to get in and get out before someone comes and attacks them and it makes it more difficult in the terms of galleon because they're taking if only slightly more time so some a smaller ship can plan better and come in with say more people in an alliance or something and steal all their stuff i just wanted to clarify what i was talking about earlier gotcha fully agree now but i will piggyback with that they have actually made things less bullet spongy uh at a fof it used to take either six or eight sword swipes to kill a skelly it's now three so a single scored sword lunge will take out any any skelly that spawns on a five whereas you still get to do that twice they've also they took out the the regular skelly lords those don't spawn anymore so they took out two two of the of the mini boss waves um so in in that regard they've kind of they've they've tweaked it tuned that down a little bit where a five is not going to take you 45 minutes to an hour to do it you can you know you can if you're as a solo sleeper, you can get in there. When I was doing it on Insiders, I think I got it done in I don't know, 15 minutes by myself, um, which is good. I think for the for your for your smaller crew folks, it absolutely is is was needed because people weren't engaging in these things because they took forever to do, especially if you were a smaller crew size. So in that regard, I think it was it was probably needed, um, and. I think overall it's going to be fine. It's just it's just it's something new. It's a change, and it's just you know, something we got to adjust to and just figure out kind of the new the new meta of things and uh, just you know continue on. I wanted to kind of pose this to everyone and see how do you feel about this logic uh, with the changes that they've made to the different world events and kind of shoring up the time that it takes to complete. 
do you think that part of that is due to their desire to add that sixth ship back onto a server, meaning that the, the frequency that you should run into another crew is shorter and that with having that sixth ship back on servers, um, the likelihood of someone showing up to a world event that you're working on is uh, probably about the same time that it would had they kept the duration and the ship count uh, prior to season nine. Do you think that 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 makes sense? Uh, I do. Yes, uh, they very much wanted to bring the fight back into the game. Um, with the world events kind of dumbing down there and just nobody really doing them, they really wanted to bring fighting back into PVE. And so I believe by lowering the difficulty on the world events and adding that sixth ship. Yes, there there is a likeliness that, yes, they can be done faster, but there is also a higher likeliness that someone from a distance is going to go, hey, let's go over there. They just finished that. It's going to take them a minute to grab that loot. We're not too far away. Let's go mess with them. So I think very much that adding that other ship was part of that. Awesome. Norwegian, you had some thoughts? They definitely want people more engaged this season with each other. It's They want that interaction back. Uh, with the hourglass that came out that entire season eight, I was not worried one bit really for the events that I was wanting to do. I actually used it as a chance to work on more action wins, more forth, just because I knew I was not going to get engaged. Everybody was doing, I think it was people that said it, uh, everybody was after the new hotness, the hourglass, those combinations. Now it's world events. They're quick, they're fast, there's a stick ship in there. You're going to see more people, you're going to see more events, there's more things to do. Hey, there I just finished up this action win. Somebody while I'm over here just started a Fort of the Dam. It's not that far. Let's go take a look, see what they're doing. It's there's always something going on now and there's always gonna be people there. Yeah, I definitely love that aspect of it. I, I got a really I had a really interesting interaction the other day where I was sailing from Ancient Spire or Ancient Isle or yeah, Ancient. Wow. What is the name of that outpost? Ancient Spire. Okay. It is Ancient Spire. Okay. I'm not crazy. I'm just senile. Uh, so I was over at Ancient Spire and I was sailing over to uh, Fort of Fortune. Um, thanks, Patty. I appreciate the no comment on that. Uh, and as I was sailing over there, there was someone doing a ghost voyage, uh, the ghost ship voyage for Order of Souls. And it was two sloops that were alliance together. Um, I passed them joined their alliance and then sailed over to uh, old sailors uh, or sailors not outpost and um, started working on the FOF. A ship sailed over, another sloop sailed over and allied with me. And then together they and I uh, finished up the FOF and they were running a uh, Athena. So I assume that they wanted the Athena loot. So I grabbed the chest of destiny and gave them the rest of the fort and sailed over to Golden Sands Outpost and turned it in. And next thing I know, the whole server, practically five ships had all joined up into this alliance. And I think it really did kind of speak to the fact that a lot of the people that love adventure mode are back in the game. And that season eight was something that may have like given them a break from the game for a while. And now that there's a refocus on the quality of life of season nine for adventure mode, a lot of folks seem to be coming back to start working on some of those commendations, some of those voyages, things that they want to do in the world again. But I, I have actually really loved it. And I'm so glad that rare has decided to do this.
wanted to get some quick thoughts as we do another round robin on this. Um, how do you all feel about making this or asking Rare to make this an annual anniversary thing? Like every season before an anniversary is dedicated to quality of life, fixing the game, making sure that things are working properly and balanced. I will always be in favor of an update with less new content so long as it focuses on bug fixes, quality of life, things that have been broken for a while, I will always have grace to give for a lack of new content to polish things up and to fix things. Well said. God, how do you feel about this? Um, I think, honestly, that they know their game best. And if they feel that they need a season to do quality of life, bug fixes, that sort of thing, it should be on their terms. Um, because the raving masses don't always know best. Um, I, I trust them at this point to know what needs to be focused on and when. Very, very respectable opinion. I appreciate that. Carl, what do you think? Um, I feel it's important to have these updates, but I'm sure they said that they were delaying the adventure side of things. Do you know the... Um... The Bell story. Bell story, of and, course. Uh, uh, um, or not Bell, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Well, yeah, Bell's part of it. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, the, yeah, we're currently at the Briggsy stage. Obviously, they put a hold on that because they're like, oh, we've got things planned. I feel there must be something more coming to just have a quality of life update as a reason to delay it. Mm. So I'm going to just see what they do. I have, I have complete trust in Rare. I'm sure they know what they're doing. And uh, yeah, it should be exciting. Definitely. Mina, how do you feel about Rare making this a, a annual seasonal update? Every anniversary, we get a quality of life season. Or do you think that if it needs it, they should do it? If it doesn't, more content. Uh, I, I'm more down the lines of the, the latter one. I think as in when they feel they need to do it or are in a position to do it, then yes, by all means, give us a quality of life update. It's, it is needed from time to time. Um, but they know the game better. They know what they want to do with the game and where they want to take it. And if they have a moment where they can do something that they feel will actually impact the game positively and in the way that they want it to as a quality of life, I think that, yes, they should put it when, when they feel like it. I don't think they need to stick to a, a this is when we're going to do it every year or whatever, just whenever. Sounds good. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. So Norwegian, now that you're back, you had some comments in chat that I wanted to see if you could talk about. 100%. It's, I love that they take the time to do quality of life to address all of those issues. The things that you don't realize that you're playing the game around those issues, like the trinkets, for example, on the ships. You had to plan out, hey, if I try to, if I'm being attacked, if I'm standing next to the trinket, I need to make sure I don't need to hit X because it's going to adjust the trinket or uh, trying to run around on top of the ship and I just accidentally opened up the menu for a crate that was sitting there. Stuff like that. It's things that we're doing because it's in the game that affects us instead of playing the game that's probably the way it's meant to be played. I feel that they need to be doing more than just one season of updates because there's still so many things that have yet to be addressed. And hit reg, that's never going to go away until probably the next game. But yeah, love it. Hope to continue it. Love to see more. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Regis, you've been quiet for a little bit. How do you feel about this being an annual thing? Do you think it needs to be more, less? Are you wanting more content? What are your thoughts? Uh, annual, yes, because, uh, well, 
again, as many people say, where we play around the issues that already exist in the game. So, and besides, again, Rare's been making this game for the last, uh, well, they started in 2014, so like nearly, nearly 10 years at this point. So they know what's best for us, not like we know what's best for them. Yeah. Awesome. And I, and I wouldn't mind, uh, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, playing more. Uh, I would, I wouldn't mind more content, just, you know, just like more adventures, you know, just to continue the story, admittedly, <laughs> because I really miss the adventures, to be honest, now that they're gone in a way. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be getting back into that. Um, I think they have a, a bigger story that they're looking to tell, and they're gonna they're gonna try and plan things around that. So it might be a, a little bit of a dip, you know, as we go on this roller coaster for the storyline. Uh, but when the highs are high, I think it's going to be really amazing. Um, yeah. Replicated. How do you feel about this? Do you think quality of life needs to be something that's addressed each year or on rare's terms? Um, I can kind of see both arguments, but I think. Um, setting it up so that quality of life is, um, gets a yearly update is opening kind of sort of a Pandora's box per se, because that could make it so that smaller things that should be fixed, but don't necessarily need fixed could get pushed off for months and months and months until that one yearly update. And on top of that, I think that quality of life as it stands should be a thing that should be released throughout the year because you're always going to want a nice quality gameplay and if there's mechanics in that that aren't working properly or things that could improve that gameplay at the moment, I don't see why they shouldn't release it at that moment if that makes sense. Rather than waiting a year or so to do it, <coughs> sorry. Um, because they know that they have that one yearly update, so they're pushing it off. On top of that, if they did say do it as a yearly update, I'd at least like to see a little more content, because that would feel very barren compared to other seasons, comparatively. I think uh, as a yearly update for um, the anniversary update, I feel like they should focus more on crew interaction, like crew to crew interaction, not like what's going on right now. Because for example, when you meet another crew, it usually either ends up in a fight, which is absolutely great, don't get me wrong, or you're just on their deck playing songs and shooting the breeze, which is fine. But I'd like more dynamic interactions between crews and stuff. Like you can sit at tables in a in a tavern, but realistically, it, you could sit at it with another crew crewmate crew member from another crew and you get a accommodation for it but there's nothing to do from there and i'd like more things to do along those lines i think as an anniversary update that would be nice to kind of give back to the community and show that the community is what makes the game so here's more for the community to do really good ideas i really like it and just to be clear too i hope i hope no one thinks that rare would would push off bugs update bug up bug fixes for things that are broken um for only a quality of life update i i tend to think of quality of life updates as refinements to tools that are in the game that would just reduce the frustration with using those tools. Um, hopefully that's a, a little clear. Uh, Rusty, what do you think about this? Do you think quality of life needs to be an annualized thing? Do you think that it should be whenever it works out best for the timing of the content? I mean, <clears throat> I think quality of life, um, and, and I like the way you kind of put it there because I, I know how some people could 
some of us, even I was sitting here going, well, you know, is quality of life mean A or B kind of thing? Um, I, I think, you know, just kind of rounding out the edges and stuff like that yearly and stuff. I have no problem with that. that it doesn't bother me. Um, to be honest with you, I think they need to spend more time on fixing like legit issues and bugs that we've had in the game since the get-go um, or things that have come up drastically over the years. I, I don't, I, I know some people are going to sit here and say, well, you know, oh, they know what's best for us and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's fine. But like, they don't, I feel like they don't, or they're not figuring out how to fix certain things. And I, and, you know, I understand that, you know, with the engine that they're running on and, and the tools that they have for this game, they might not be able to fix certain things. And that's fine. Um, I'm also not one to sit here and say, oh, there's going to be a Sea of Thieves 2. I, I, personally, I don't think there's going to be. Um, I, I think this is kind of a game they're going to build on. They, you know, I can see them like remastering it with, the, you know, another um, engine or something like that. But I, my firm belief is if we're talking quality of life of edging, you know, edging, you know, rounding out those edges, I'm okay with that. You know, like, let's do that, you know, once a year, let's get together. Let's, let's clean everything up, throw everything out there, you know, not have some massive, you know, content update. But then at the same time, yeah, 2025 editions of CFD, I like what Norwegian said. Um, but at the same time, I think they need to focus more times on fixing crap that's broke. Um, I, yeah. I, we all love this game, and, and I think a lot of us, you know, um, you know, I had an epiphany earlier and, you know, kind of rage quit. And, and that's the first time I've done that in, like, probably probably since I've had the game. But I'm not, you know, as much as I want to sometimes be like, you know what, I'm done, I'm done because of certain things like I'm not leaving this game even through the them not fixing the bugs and I think sometimes they know that and I think sometimes rare goes well you know our our core our core base is going to be here so you know we it might not be a big deal if we don't fix you know whatever let's say hit reg up whatever um but I just feel like they need to focus more on that like let's clean this up a little bit more we I, I you know however they do that I don't know that they have to figure that out but I just feel like we keep, once again, we keep making excuses because we love the game rather than saying, hey, like, we kind of want some answers here. Maybe I'm wrong, though. No, I think it's a, a valid concern as well, too. I do want to give Godhammer an opportunity to say his uh, goodbyes as he does have to drop out as we are finishing up. Um, it's it's a little bit over time as we started late, but I wanted to, to let you say uh, uh, so long and, and talk to you later kind of thing. The anniversary has been fantastic. It's, uh, oh, it's been just inspiring. Um, I do want to make one quick shout out uh, to a programmer at where rare will Giddings, uh, who did a quick hot, who did a hot fix of the load times, but coming back from the ferry, um, I've noticed a huge improvement and I uh, love it. If he, if he ever hears this will Bravo, Bravo. Thank you. Um, other than that, uh, the documentary was absolutely astounding when they got to everybody talking about the, uh, when it got to all the community members talking about the game, it nearly made me cry. And your, yours as well, your cameo in there as well was, was touching as heck. Um, it was fantastic. And so far, this anniversary season has been beautiful. And with that, I'm out. Awesome. Thanks, God Hammer. You have a good day. All right. Getting back to uh, the, the, the question at hand. The curiosity that I have for it. Static Mirror and Big Bad Patter last up on our conversation. Static, how do you feel about the quality of life? Is it worth doing every year? Does it need to be something that's more frequent or less frequent? How's the content feel for you? Uh, quality of life, I don't think it needs to be done every year. I think quality of life should be implemented as they get 
that quality done. So they do multiple updates a year. Mm-hmm. Um, usually there's an update with every comes out. So if they have an update or a quality of life update for something that in the game that isn't quite working right, and they can release it with that update and just put it in with that patch note when the new adventure comes out and say, other than the new adventure starting and new cosmetics in the Pirate Emporium, like, here's what else has been changed. Uh, do we need to dedicate an entire season to it? No, because I feel like we would lose a lot of players during that season to the point it's like, well, it's not new content. Um, there's nothing added to the game. It's just a quality of life. And there's a lot of people that really expect new content. Now, I'm not saying that's what has to be done, but when you come to live service games, you kind of have an expectation on when there's a new season, there's new product, there's new content. And if it's just an entire quality of life season update, then it's I feel it's lackluster. Does it need to be done every now and then? Absolutely. Like, did we need this one? Yes. But do we need one every year? No, I don't think we do. So more in line with the the updates that are coming in. Right. And I would piggyback on that. I completely agree with you, Static. I, I think that like this update was very much needed. Do we need to have this thing last us 16 weeks? I don't think so. If if it's if it's just going to be quality of life stuff like this with you know very little new content. Don't make us wait that many months for the next round of new content. You know, shorten the season and get on with new stuff. I mean, I'd like to see a hit reg season. It's all of this, the whole season, just hit reg fix everywhere across the board, every play type. I know that they're still working hard on that system. And I know that they're working on judging whether or not uh, bullet drop or hit scan is going to be the way to go. I think they want to really make sure that before they even bring that out to the public to, to address it again, that they have a, a, a firm analytic background that they can point to and say, like, these are the numbers. This is how people feel about it kind of thing. Um, Rusty, I saw you pipe up on there. Were, was that in, in this discussion that you wanted to jump in on? When he said hit rig, I just, I don't know. In my mind, like, I, I agree with you 100%, man. Like, I 100% like the hit rig thing. Um because I feel like it's, you know, I've been battling with the blunderbuss for years now. And I watch people literally stand almost in the same exact spot that I stand. And their hit reg is, is, is good. I do the same thing and it's god awful. And at first I was like, you know what, maybe I should just get better, get better, get better, get better. And it never works. I kept doing the same thing and the same thing. Now I just don't complain about it. I just do it and go, eh, whatever. So, hey, I'm with you. I agree with you. Um, but I, I think we're like, you know, we're, we're throwing our wishes into the wrong pot on that. I, I know, Logan, you said I know they're working on it, you know, but if they fix it, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Like if they fix it, cool, awesome. But until they do it, I'm not going to pull my breath. I can tell you right now that blunders are virtually not usable since season nine came out. Uh, there's been plenty of ship battles I've been in, even, you know, on somebody else's ship or on shore, you run into somebody fighting at a world event and you could be two feet away, five feet away, have the gun barrel in their face and nothing will happen. It's been substantially worse since season nine came out. I would love to see the analytics on that. I don't know if we'll ever get them. I doubt we will, but Patty, I don't want to leave you out in a lurch here. Um, I want to hear your feelings on quality of life. Is this something that they could dedicate an entire season to like they did this year? 
Should it be annualized? Are you missing the content? What do you think? No, I'm in complete agreement with Static. Um, if they get a fix or a, a quality of life update that they can just put in with the rest of the season, do that. Um, this is the first season that they've done a QOL for, what, two years? Yeah. Seriously. Um, so I, I don't think it needs to be every year. It just needs to be as and when they need to. Um, it's this rare game that we play. Let them decide what they want to do with it. If we don't like it, we can always walk away. I don't know. I, I think a lot of us right now are are playing it, even though we're we're begrudgingly dealing with the re- the hit reg. Hit reg. We know this, why hit reg is a problem, um, and a lot of us have come to terms with that in the fact that we are using old weapons that missed a lot. So that's how I play the game. Yeah, I, I definitely fair, see that. I'm at a bit of an unpopular opinion on this, but I don't really see much of an issue with it. I very very rarely have too many issues with it. I know a lot of people go on about like if every single shot's missed, but I'd say it's only one in a few that seem to not register for myself. Um, and I use blunderbuss. I can guard my ladders very successfully. I'd say probably nine out of ten I'm able to either kill or push back off my ship using blunderbuss. Whether it's just certain weapons now, I don't know. But um, a lot of noise is made about it. I personally don't see a massive issue at the moment, but that's just my experience. It definitely feels like everyone has an anecdote to it, uh, and it's always hard to know, like, what are the what's the situation? Were, were the servers slightly out of sync? Was it actually hit reg? Are they, you know, just eating in, in areas? Like, does it make sense? Like, there's plenty of times I've been killed by someone who isn't even facing me with a, with a, a blunderbuss, and I, I accept that there's... At some point, uh, there was a registration, and whether it registered properly on my screen doesn't need, doesn't mean that it didn't register. And without kill cams, it's almost impossible to know what they were seeing when it happened, which is usually why it's so easy to find people like on Call of Duty that are cheating because you can immediately see like, okay, there's no way that person saw me come around the corner. So until we get kill cams, it'll be tough to say like if it was hit reg or if it was just odd, weird gameplay. But I don't want to end on that. I do want to end on the fact that I agree with what Static says as far as like if you can pull quality of life updates into an uh, into a season and throw some stuff in there, I definitely appreciate it. I think the thing for me was this season was all about balancing and rebalancing the the world. And if next time they go around do this, they they decide that they want to go and do a full refresh on all of the loot and really kind of balance out the rarity versus the value of how loot is. If, if something is very rare, then it's worth a lot more. If it's common, then it's worth uh, less. But based on the different tiers, I think that there's a lot of loot out there that is uh, subpar as far as the value that you get for it compared to how difficult it can be getting. Um, So that would be something that I would like to see if they do decide to do another one of these seasons where it happens to be driven around trying to improve the gameplay for everyone and trying to uh, drive more players to interact with each other. Um, Regardless of what happens in the future, I'm hoping that they're able to maintain the six ships because I think that that's been some of the more exciting things that I've seen on the seas is that there's just more interactions happening 
on adventure. And I really appreciate that. And we're keeping the roar. All right. So I think that is going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everyone for staying here and hanging out with me today. Again, we're going to be having another one next month at the end of uh, April. I'll have to get the date up for that because uh, the end of April is kind of a special thing for me. So I want to make sure that I'm being respectful for real life stuff going on there. Uh, and as we kind of head things out, I just want to give everyone an opportunity to say goodbye as God Hammer already said goodbye. So Hefe, anything you want to share or pass on to, as we head out? No, I'm good. I really enjoyed the documentary. Um, I thought it was really cool that you were one of a very, very small group of people who actually made it on there. So kudos to that. Um, it was it was pretty cool seeing that and seeing the story. And it just kind of gave me a big just shot of just pride knowing that, that our guy made it on, uh, on the documentary. So kudos, sir. Oh, yeah, I had a good time with that. It was hard to keep quiet for a long time. Well, thank you, Hefe. Um, Carl, we're heading out and uh, we have an opportunity to say goodbye. So what do you want to say as we head out? Um, not much to say, really. Then It's been a pleasure as always. And uh, I look forward to next month. Awesome. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Mina, we're going. We're heading out. We're getting back on the seas. What do you want to say to everyone? <laughs> uh, I just hope that everybody has a good weekend or had a good weekend since this will be passed by then. Um, and yeah, awesome. that's about it. Appreciate it. Norwegian. We're going. What do you got to say? Have a good weekend, everybody. Or I hope you had a good weekend, I should say. And all hail the auto harpoon. Had to say it. <laughs> it's so good. Regis, we're heading out. You got anything you want to pass on to everyone? Uh, like I said earlier in the, in, the, in the episode, I published a new chapter of me fanfic. And I believe I'm getting a shout out from uh, Davron, who's now in the fanfic as a griffin, mind you, not a pony, because I don't see him as a pony, to be honest. I see him as a raging griffin, to be honest, with his tone of voice, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, I look, I'm, I have looked forward to see if he's for the last uh, five years, and I hope it continues on for the next 10 years, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'll be very interested. I want to talk to, um, I got a special interview coming up next week, I think, and uh, I want to talk to them about the potential for Sea of Thieves 2, because I think they had some really good insight. Uh, let me guess, Captain. Let me guess, either Captain Logan or Mr. Chairman. No one you know. Uh, well, probably someone you know, but no one, no one, anyone is really expecting. So fresh, fresh face to the seas. Appreciate it. Uh -huh. All right, replicated. You're up next. Anything you want to say as we head out? Mm, not too much. Just good to be back. Glad, to, glad to be here. Um, always looking for people to squad up with in the server. My name's floating around. So if anybody ever wants to play, I'm down. Most definitely. Alrighty. Rusty, buddy, it's time to go. What do you got to say? Uh, <clears throat> not much. I'll take 30 seconds here real quick. Um, for those that I've already talked to today, and for those of you that listen to the podcast that will hear this later that I haven't talked to, um, I apologize. I've been going through a lot lately. Those of you that were there that witnessed today already know. I still feel like I need to say I'm sorry for being a righteous <laughs> today. So um, I apologize. I'll take that one for the team. That's my fault. I apologize. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Rusty. I appreciate it. Static, coming back. What would you like to say as we head out? Uh, you can find me floating the seas a few days out of the week. Uh, static mirror. Uh, you find me, you're either going to find me A, fishing, B, being subpar at PvP, or C, trying to form an alliance because I would rather make gold than fight half the time. It's true. It's so much easier just to let people do the work for you. All right. And 
Patty, your hour's up, right? You got your hour done? Uh, nearly. Nearly? Okay. Insider hour's <laughs> almost done. What do you want to uh, pass on to people? Um, just be nice to everybody in Sea of Thieves. There you go. Even if you are stealing their loot, just be nice about it. I like that. I think that's a great way to end the, the episode. Be nice to those, even if you're giving them cannonballs the way they didn't ask for it. Yeah. All right. Pirates, thank you so much. We're going to get going. We got to get in there. We got to get you some ancient skellies. I am already late for stream, but that's I blame that on Davram because he should know by now that I do this recording with you and I only get this amount of time to spend with all of you once a month. So it's precious to me. It is my ring that rules everyone. I don't know where that reference is going, uh, but I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend. Get some ancient skellies. I want to see some photos in the discord of what you guys get some big stuff. So, all right. Love you all. I'll talk to you on the flip side. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you all so much for your support, for listening, for joining in on the Community Weekend, or even just spending time in the Discord. Uh, I hope you are all having a fantastic week. And with that, I think that's going to do. So if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to uh, Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send in an email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. The show notes always have the link for the Discord if you'd like to join in with the community as well, too. And if you want to get more of my content, head over to uh, your, your podcatcher of choice or over on YouTube and search the Xbox Expansion Pass. That is the podcast that I talk about everything outside of sea of thieves and uh over there i work with luke lore the insipid ghost and we do an xbox podcast together i'm really proud of it it's something that he's been doing for a long time and ever since i joined up this year i've had a really great time uh having that as an outlet to talk about all of the industry news um also if you have any questions, any any concerns about how to play Sea of Thieves, we do have that Sherpa program. It is quiet right now. So as we are going into the quality of life, if you want to know what to do or you're looking for someone uh, to help you out with learning how to play Sea of Thieves, the Sherpas are there for that reason. They're there to help you learn how to play Sea of Thieves. So they can always help give tips or information. If you're not sure about something, they can see a science it. Uh, plenty of great people in that Discord server. So with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing, sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta. People never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, Two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, 
a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasting thing. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.